Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, welcome to Nothing Impossible. Sponsored by Accelerate St. Louis, the epicenter of innovation for the St. Louis region. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Calhoun and Travis Sheridan on News Radio 1120, KMOX. All right, welcome into our weekly show about innovation here on The Voice of St. Louis, Michael. And Travis, and. Uh you know, I think that today's show is going to encapsulate or really test our idea of nothing being impossible because we have a, a university, a large utility, and an accelerator all playing nicely in the same house. We are, first off, on location in the Cortex Innovation District. We're inside of CIC, so if you're driving downtown today to head to maybe some opening day festivities. You're on 6440. Look, you'll see the big at symbol on top of this building, maybe some cranes in the area. And uh, yeah, this is one of the hearts of St. Louis innovation. And there's a new development that we're going to talk about today involving Amarin and our energy future. Yeah, it's not just Amron, but it's the uh, University of Missouri-St. Louis, and uh, one of our local accelerators, Capital Innovators, and we'll talk a little bit about what that is but in, uh, in a little bit. But yeah, those three coming together to really uh, tackle and try to solve uh, what the energy problems might be in the future. And bringing some of those energy-related startups, some of the best and brightest, to St. Louis as a part of this Amron Accelerator Program. Also, the new president of the University of Missouri System, the four-campus system here talking about the importance of these public-private partnerships to the university and these kinds of innovation developments to the future of the state. I think we're living in a world where yesterday's solutions just can't be applied to tomorrow's problems. Like even these large corporates, even the universities, even the accelerators know that they have to get these, this three-headed monster together or else nobody will, will succeed. So coming up, we're going to talk with Warner Baxter, the chairman and CEO of Ameren. Maybe about what are some examples of energy innovation? What are some of the new inventions that are coming out that are going to make it more reliable uh, for us to uh, generate electricity and... Uh, maybe a little smarter as well. And then also, um, we're going to talk, because it's opening day in St. Louis, Travis, we've got to do something with sports, right? People driving downtown for opening day festivities, and luckily, we've got some sports tech innovation going on in St. Louis, too. Yeah, we're going to talk to Art Chu, who's one of the managing directors of Stadia Ventures, another accelerator, but this one focused specifically on sports-related technology. He's going to talk a little bit about what kind of baseball-related companies they're working with right now that will not only change the game experience for the players, but also the in-stadium experience for attendees and fans. And it's another example of a St. Louis uh, investment or accelerator firm bringing startups to town on a, uh, an industry that we're good at. St. Louis is known for sports. St. Louis is known for agriculture. So we've got one of those that invests and brings agriculture startups to town. Financial technology, we've got one of those. And now, today, we're launching the Ameren Accelerator. So now we've got one for energy startups. So lots to talk about on the show today. We're just ahead of opening day coverage on KMOX. So we will bring you some baseball conversation. But coming up next, it's Ameren. And I just want to point out that as you're listening to this, the Cardinals are leading the division. (laughs) 
<laughs> and they will be after tonight. That's my prediction as well. We'll be back with more Innovation Talk on Nothing Impossible, sponsored by Accelerate St. Louis on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. Mornings and afternoons, sports updates from the new bold BMW Toyota Sports Desk at 15 and 45 past the hour. America's Sports Voice. KMOX. Now, back to Nothing Impossible. Sponsored by Accelerate St. Louis, the epicenter of innovation for the St. Louis region. On News Radio 1120, KMOX. Coming to you from the Cortex Innovation District, the At 4240 building, Michael and. And Travis, and we're here with Warner Baxter, the uh, CEO and chairman of Amron. Uh, this is an exciting day for you, isn't it? Oh, this is a very exciting day. You know, for an opportunity for us to come together to do a public private partnership to really spark innovation, especially in the energy space is just exciting, not just for our company, but for the entire St. Louis region. Now, explain for people who aren't familiar with the entrepreneurial scene in St. Louis, how did you even uh, have this idea? How did you come to this thought? And is it just exciting to see all this good news come out of St. Louis? Oh, number one, it's absolutely incredibly exciting to see all this good news. But, you know, we've worked with Cortex in the past. We've had an opportunity to bring our executives over here and, and just get this entrepreneurial spirit right from the get-go. But then after that, we had an opportunity to meet with the University of Missouri St. Lewis Accelerate program folks, we started talking about, boy, can we do something that's really special around the energy space, around innovation and, and, and tech, new technologies. So that idea blossomed into one where we now embrace the entire University of Missouri system. And so now we have a unique public-private partnership between Ameren, University of Missouri System, UMSL Accelerate, and Capital Innovators, which is one of the leading accelerator programs in the entire country, all together as one to do something that's going to be great for our customers and the communities that we serve. The millennials, the millennial talent that's coming out now from the universities, not only wants a job, but they want a job with purpose and meaning. And solving, you know, global energy crisis is probably one of those things. How do you see this as a, a great talent attraction uh, tool as well for a company like Ameren? Well, I think this is an incredible talent attraction tool, not just for Ameren, but for the St. Louis region. Look, we're going to, with this this program, you know, we're going to have the opportunity to attract people, not just from all over the country, but from all over the world, to come here to recognize what's going on here in St. Louis, to deal with something that you know impacts all of our lives, and that's energy. And so this is the, the, the opportunity to bring not just millennials, but just thinkers from all over the world to come right here in St. Louis, not just to start up their companies, but to keep them here so we can also have job creation and economic development. Opportunity. What are some examples, maybe not specific companies, because I know you're going through the process with the applications, but some examples of uh, innovations that have come out of startups or maybe some of the things you're, you're looking for that, uh, that these startups might be able to add or some of the innovations they've come up with? Well, you know, when you think about the energy space, you know, there, there, there are a lot of things that we're looking at. We're looking at, at, at things like microgrids that will can potentially enhance the overall reliability. They make the grid smarter, more resilient and reliable. We think about energy storage, which can be truly a game changer, not just for our company, but for our customers. We're thinking about digital communications and technology, so it'll help our customers not only manage their energy uses better, but really to understand the overall energy grid. You put all those things together, and not just things that are going to happen today, but really, this is a program to really to, to, to meet our customers' rising energy needs and expectations for ultimately our children's children's children. That's what this is all about, starting today, so we can not just lead today, but also transform tomorrow. And this is, I mean, your company touches everybody in St. Louis.
business, right? Everybody is dependent on the energy and the, and the grid. Uh, how, how important is it or how cool and exciting is it to get startups thinking about the entire community and the entire region? Oh, well, you know, it, it's very exciting because, you know, is it, is is you know, energy touches everybody mm-hmm. and, and everyone in the St. Louis region is my customer. Mm-hmm. And so it's so important that, that we that we not only meet their rising engineers expectations, but exceed those mm-hmm. and bringing people with ideas from all across the country and potentially all across the world to help us to work with us to solve those and doing that with the university system and their talent that they bring to the table and capital innovators that's a great team it's a great partnership and a great opportunity for the st louis region we were doing an interview out there as the uh, ping pong table was making noise in the background and what is the difference between uh, the culture the workplace environment the approach of a large company a large organization like amarin and some of these small startups and What's the value in each approach? Well, you know, the, the reality is is that, you know, we've been doing innovation in Ameren for 100 years. Uh, and, and so, you know, my objective is not just to quit, but to continue moving that forward. But we recognize that, you know, we have unique expertise and talent, but so do these entrepreneurs and these innovators. And the culture that they like to operate in is much different than, say, the culture of a, a major corporation. So you bring those two things together where we can, ex- you know, leverage the expertise from both of our cultures. I think we can really do something special. Well, and I, I, I understand that Ameren has created Innovation Labs on its own campus now, too. Is that correct? That is correct. You know, we have what's called the hub. Mm-hmm. We took what used to be an old movie theater and we transformed it into a place mm-hmm. where our coworkers can come together to talk about innovation and to not just dream but to implement. Because it's one thing to dream, it's ultimately about implementing. Mm-hmm. And so when you have that space where you can have open dialogue but also bring people from the outside in to talk about innovation, well, that's we want to make sure that we provide not only the culture but the, the, the space to do that. We'll do it here at Cortex, we're going to do it here at Ameren, and we're doing it here right in the St. Louis region. Well, congratulations on the launch of the Ameren Accelerator here. Thank you. We're very excited about it. We're excited what it's going to do for the St. Louis region and our customers. Warner Back Thank you so much for doing this, too. My pleasure. Thank you. And we'll be back with more Nothing Impossible on KMOX. Meet the aspiring athletes that are breaking records, accomplishing amazing feats, and making a difference in the St. Louis area in Chris Raby's High School Spotlight. Each week, Chris gives you an original, in-depth video feature on a local athlete, coach, or alumni at KMOX.com spotlight. These stories are happening in your own neighborhood, and as more and more St. Louisans are becoming professional and Olympic athletes, the High School Spotlight is finding the stars of the future before they become household names. See for yourself at KMOX.com spotlight. All right, welcome back in. Nothing Impossible on KMOX, sponsored by Accelerate St. Louis. And Michael and Travis with you. We're at the At4240 building in Cortex, talking about this new program, partnership between Ameren, Capital Innovators, and UMSL. Yeah, it's really cool to see uh, you know these three sectors coming together, right? You have academics coming together, you have enterprise coming together, and then you have the accelerators coming together. I would say that three, those three mix of uh, talent and uh, backing can really help some cool stuff happen. And so we have Dan Lauer, who's with UMSL, and we have Brian Dixon, who is the Chief Operating Officer from Capital Innovators. We're going to chat with you guys for a little bit. All right, so Brian, first off, for people who are not familiar uh, with what Capital Innovators is, how do you describe it? Absolutely. Capital Innovators is an innovation engine that creates these practical solutions across industries. So what we're most known for is our tech accelerator program, and we also have some consumer products companies in there as well that all have some type of tech supplement to them. But what we do is we provide investment in these companies, we provide them with mentorship over the course of a 12-week program, and we also provide them with office space and a little over a million dollars worth of perks and benefits per company. We've been very fortunate because 
out of over 250 programs in the country. For the last three years in the row, we've been ranked in the top 10 of accelerators. I remember one of those rankings coming out uh, at South by Southwest. It was a big deal. Capital Innovators showing up high there. And then uh, Dan Lauer from Umzol Accelerate. What is your program about? So we're a new to the world uh, entrepreneur center. And we are accumulation of educate, innovate, and collaborate. So next fall, we're going to have a certificate program in entrepreneurship at Umsol. We have a host of good student non-curricular programs. But the centerpiece today is really three properties coming together um, to set us apart. This is a, a couple of firsts today. A first public utility with a public university with a top 10 ranked accelerator to really look for the best and brightest energy solutions in the world. And what we'll do is we'll do a call to action. And we hope to get five, 600 submissions of the thought-leading entrepreneurs solving problems in the energy space. We'll do the whole call it down to 50. We'll do the Shark Tank moment at pitch day. And hopefully then Ameren will invest in five to 10 companies that are solving these solutions. With Umsol involved, we bring a new thing of faculty engagement, student engagement, um, system engagement, alumni engagement. So we hope there's um, uh, an addition to the model that exists out there. And so you, you mentioned Ambrun possibly investing in some of these companies. Is this, a, is this a way for them to accelerate, no pun intended, some of their own research and development and looking around at solutions that they may not, may not be on their radar yet? Yes, one of the things that larger companies are doing now is they're not as much building innovation internally as they are purchasing it. So this is a way for them to really see these early stage cutting edge entrepreneurs develop energy solutions in the clean tech space that can allow them to cultivate them as they grow and make them most efficient for their organization. So definitely this is a way for Ameren to step in, uh, engage with these entrepreneurs, cultivate these solutions and help these energy companies grow from an early stage. It's really a thought leader move. I mean, a lot of these big, big companies you see getting their lunch eaten by entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. and so big companies in the ivory towers are saying no we got to get more horizontal we got to get out there and you see corporate accelerators happening uh this this particular energy one is the first ever and it involves the three partners and we're looking for just tremendous results and it's not even necessarily about an entrepreneur's current project a lot of companies just want to get the talent in the door even if that startup that particular one doesn't necessarily work out So when you think about why a corporation would do an accelerator a thought leader positioning, great PR, um, an early product pipeline, early M&A, but also talent. So if, you, if we get a pipeline of five, 600 entrepreneurs, there might be some people that want to work at Ameren, and there's a culture shift that way. So host of benefits for the sponsoring company. And I would also think, I mean, a fourth benefit, I would love to get your opinion on this, is it helps set the model for existing either Ameren employees, right? They maybe re-energize and reinvigorate how they just think about doing their own work. So, exactly. We're here at 4240 and look at the energy around here in the space. So there's going to be some corporate executives from a big company down in an entrepreneurial space for the first time. We talk about density and collisions. That's going to happen in a big way this summer. And so that's one of the benefits you can't really count on, but it's here. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, one of the things that we're most excited about is that there's, there's been several other corporate accelerator programs that have been created, but we're enhancing this model and created what I like to call a more enlightened accelerator program. And by doing that, we're working with UMSL and the University of Missouri system to be able to include the faculty and student engagement and have these universities innovate with the corporations innovating and being that liaison to the startup community. So I think this is a, a great new model that we're going to see starting to be replicated in different places, and we're excited to be at the forefront of that movement. Do other cities necessarily have the the 
precision that St. Louis has in having a program for sports startups and one for financial tech startups and that sort of thing? There's other organizations that have more industry vertical startups. I will say Stadia here in St. Louis, to my knowledge, is one of the only or few ones that focuses on sports technology, which is really cool to have that in St. Louis. And uh, we have also have Yield Labs in the ag tech space. We have Prosper Women's Accelerator. We have uh, 630 that's doing fintech and cybersecurity. So we do see these industry vertical accelerators becoming more prominent in the space as we move forward. But uh, Capital Innovators is excited to, to expand that with this new type of partnership so we can enhance the existing model. Everyone's talking about differentiation, right? Why do we need another accelerator among all these accelerators? Well, we, we, we want to tackle big problems. So here we're trying to find energy solutions for the future. Maybe next we can do water, we can do food. So if we as a group decide to take on you know, big fa- pressing issues in the world, I think there's a differentiation there. One of the things I always say through Venture Cafe is that we believe innovation is a process to improve the human condition, and it sounds like you guys are living that out in, in, this, uh, in this project or this, this program where it might be energy today, but like you said, Dan, it could be food, it could be water. These may not always just have a direct commercial application, but it could just have an improving quality of life application. Is that correct? Absolutely. And so the, the, the call to action really is if you're an entrepreneur out there for this one in the energy space, take note of this. Apply. And the other thing is it's a three-year deal. So we hope this is a call to action around the world. Watch us the first year apply. But if, if you're working on something, uh, I hope this is an incentive for other entrepreneurs to begin thinking about energy solutions in the second year and the third year. Brian, do you know uh, what the nuts and bolts are for this? Is there a specific investment that each company gets? Do they have to move to St. Louis? The mentoring, that sort of thing? Absolutely. So applications will be opening today on the on uh, May th- or March 31st, and they'll be open for six weeks. And so we encourage everyone to apply. What the program is going to look like is each company is going to receive $100,000 in investment. We're really excited about that because that's a lot larger than most of these corporate programs provide. Um, they're also going to be provided with office space for the course of the 12 weeks in the Cortex Innovation community, specifically in CIC at 4240. Um, in addition to that, we're going to run them through a very structured program with extremely experienced, successful entrepreneurs and executives with direct Ameren engagement as well. So they're going to get an opportunity to work with Ameren and think of them as their first venture client in a sense to be able to work with these large organizations and get that critical feedback that every entrepreneur needs to build their successful company. What is damn, I just, want to say, I just want to say damn, that's a lot. Like, that's like a lot. Of, like, that's, that's, I can't say what I want. That's pretty awesome. Like, that, that's a lot of, like, content. When is a startup in the energy space been able to work with a top energy company in a collaborative way? That's break frame. That's, that's uh, thought leadership. And Dan, tell us a little bit more about Umzel Accelerate. We've heard so much about Washu and SLU, and tell us about what Umzel's doing in the entrepreneurial space. So I graduated from Umzel in 1983, went into banking, and I'm a Sarah entrepreneur. I'm most known for a product called Water Babies. We celebrated our 25th birthday last year. So a couple years ago, I went to the dean, uh, Dean Hoffman, who's a kind of a pioneer in terms of new programs and what he wants to do with the business school, and we whiteboarded it. We're like, if, if we're going to do a center, let's do best practices, next practices, and how can we really engage students? So this so uh, notion of educate, innovate, and collaborate, uh, we're not doing 35-page business plans anymore. It's really about lean canvas, right. fail fast. <laughs> right, right. Brian, Brian thanks you too. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, how, and it's not about you know guest speakers coming to talk to students on and on. It's about uh, students want to do, not listen, right? So how, in, in one way, we get to whiteboard something new. We don't have a legacy to protect. And in that case, we can be dangerous. So it's uh, a working classroom. Not just sitting there taking notes and writing papers and never implementing them. Absolutely. It's, it's all about experience, both in class and out of class. 
And so we've got space, we've got co-working space with Capital Innovators. Hoffman is a university, be able to have co-working space with a top 10 accelerator. And we're already noticing before this was even launched in Capital Innovators' current cohort, there was a company that needed some interns. UMSL students raised their hand, and, uh, and so for the accelerator, we're going to have uh, up to 10 students. We're able to give them $1,000 in college credit to work with some of the best energy comp- startups in the world. So there's a lot of excitement on campus about that. I would imagine, uh, if you think of the millennial population, uh, you know that, that cohort not only wants to do great work, but they want to do meaningful work, and they want to be engaged in meaningful, world, world-changing, game-changing solutions. And so this is, and a company like Ameren is desperate for attracting the best and brightest as talent, uh, they have you know as a legacy company, they're going to have a huge uh, population retiring over the next few years. I imagine this is a great way for them to start positioning themselves to be the employer of choice and an innovation-based employer of choice for the next generation of talent. So you know, you know, the chairman Warner Baxter talks a lot about that, and it's about culture. And so, uh, how do these legacy companies change culture to check best and brightest today? This kind of accelerator helps that. Brian, give us the breadth of Capital Innovators. Absolutely. So one of the things is we're the only accelerator that's in the top 10 that's based in the Midwest. And why that's important to note is that all the other top 10 accelerators are based on the coast where they're getting a plethora of venture capital dollars being invested in these companies. Now, St. Louis is growing quick, but we still have a far way to go. And so I think that's really exciting to have that type of ranking and being in the Midwest where we're operating on limited resources. But what's also good about that and why we attract these companies and a big differentiator for us is it costs one-fifth to build a company in St. Louis than what you're going to pay in Silicon Valley or New York or some of these coastal cities. And so companies love coming here because their money stretches so much further. As far as I think how we differentiate is we're far more than just an accelerator program. We have 70 portfolio companies that we've helped work with and invest in and accelerate the growth of their business. And now we're expanding into these new markets through corporate programs so we can help corporations innovate. Universities, they're struggling with innovation. They have to figure out how they can do it. Like Dan mentioned, it's all through experiential learning. The theoretical skills that are taught in school, I think, are going to be more of a dated model as we move forward. And we have to see schools innovate so they can retain good, talented students that want to apply to their universities. And that's why I'm excited to work with UMSL, because we're doing that right now. Um, I think other universities are going to take notice of this as well, and it's going to be a huge push moving forward. And we're looking forward to being able to help universities do that. So this here is Sunday. So it's opening day in St. Louis. People are driving to Bush Stadium. They might be glancing out their car windows and seeing the at symbol on top of this building and wondering what's going on with all this tech stuff in St. Louis. How would you describe it to somebody who's not familiar what is this, the current situation for the innovation scene in St. Louis? Maybe Travis is the best one to answer this. I am like 100% biased, but I would also think that both Brian and Dan are equally biased about what goes on here in the Cortex uh, community. Uh, you know, as people are driving into the ballpark, uh, they will see the landscape changing. And we can think about the landscape changing as it relates to the buildings and the topography, but I really think the landscape is changing culturally, to Dan's point again, that St. Louis is starting to take more risks, that you see the universities, which are you know traditionally not big risk takers, taking a huge risk. UMSL uh, has to continue to innovate to be competitive, as Dan was mentioning. They are taking a big risk. Uh, Ameren is taking a big risk. And so when people first look across this landscape, they might think, yeah, it's a place where all the startups go. What they don't understand is this is where innovation is happening, and innovation is happening not just in the startup community. Thinking about Umso, you know, 70% of our students stay here. And they uh, are now leading, you know, uh, leading many of the companies. And so that's where the growth is coming from. So it's important that we engage students early in this whole entrepreneurial innovation pursuit. 
And so we have an entrepreneur in residence program. We've seen about 35 students come by. It's like, it's like freedom. They're so excited to have their, have their ideas validated and have, a, have an ecosystem to support them. And I think it will catch on even further after this. In addition to that, uh, the St. Louis startup ecosystem is growing so fast. And a little data point from Capital Innovators about how quick it's moving and the worldwide exposure we're bringing to St. Louis is in our most recent application round for our companies in our spring 2017 program, we received 350 companies that applied from 50 countries and 35 states. They're looking to move to St. Louis. And that number is going nowhere but up every time we do an application round for our accelerator program. So what that is, is and why that's great is because 90% of our companies that come to St. Louis and do our program stay in St. Louis following the program. We've created over 700 jobs, helped our companies raise over $235 million in follow-on funding. So that is huge economic development boost for the city, which means more dollars in local businesses, more jobs being created, and more people focusing on St. Louis and the quick entrepreneurial growth we see here in the city. Well, you know, we should probably take a break, but I, I want to, based on those stats that uh, Brian just shared, I think so many of the economic development uh, professionals out there and our bureaucrats that, that are in this, uh, in this region should be looking at these types of programs uh, for, not only for funding, but to, uh, to continue to support and make this part of the pitch when they're out talking about the great assets in the region. All right, Dan Lauer from UMSL and Brian Dixon from Capital Innovators. Thank you both very much. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. And we'll be back with more from the... Cortex Innovation District after this on KMOX. Now, back to Nothing Impossible, sponsored by Accelerate St. Louis, the epicenter of innovation for the St. Louis region on News Radio 1120, KMOX. We're hanging out in the At 4240 building today, collecting a lot of great stories of innovation that's going on, and I thought we would keep this going. Absolutely. It is opening day in St. Louis, maybe the biggest day of the year. And speaking of big things in St. Louis, we love our sports, and lately we love our startups and our innovation, and Art Chu from Stadia Ventures bringing the two together. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having us, guys. So first off, for people who are not familiar, what is Stadia Ventures? So Stadia Ventures runs an accelerator program for sports-related startups. So twice a year, we bring five companies in here to St. Louis, and we uh, invest in them, we mentor them. We have a great network of sports executives coming in from all over the world to help us talk to these companies all about uh, raising innovation in the world of sports. So a couple of weeks ago, we uh, on our show, we were talking about the, uh, the Cardinals' new ticket package, their subscription package, uh, which we thought was a lot of fun, great innovation in, as it relates to getting more people involved in the, in the game. Uh, but you guys have some uh, portfolio companies, companies you're working with through Stadia that are in the baseball space as well, right? Tell us about some of those. Oh, yeah. We have companies, everything from, from helping analyzing ball flight to working on, on your uh, getting data from, from you within the stadium. So we have a company uh, coming in next week as part of our, our cohort uh, for, for the spring that uh, is uh, deals with the holographic uh, marketing. So basically, you go there and, and you have more interactive marketing. So in stadium, you're going to see these types of, of, of uh, companies uh, presenting themselves. We're going to see the, the sports experience changing fast, do you think, with all this technology? I mean, the way you go to the game might be changing with this ballpark pass program, which, by the way, I still think it's baseball as a service. <laughs> $29.99 a month, and you get a pass to all the home games. Um, but whether it's the in-game marketing experience or how you get to go or the places in the stadium, or how the players practice and assess themselves. I mean, what is changing about sports with technology now? Oh, it's everything. So on field wise, uh, so they always talk about the the you know the the uh, money ball and, and and the data analytics. And so nowadays, 
uh, pitchers used to be used to be pitchers were judged by by their ERA, you know, one loss and 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 their velocity. Now we have a company like Rapsodo, one of our portfolio companies, that can tell you how much spin you're you're putting on the ball and the rotational axis, not just how much spin, but how efficient that spin is. So MLB pitchers are using it, high school pitchers are using it, even even uh, youth pitchers are are using it, uh, and uh, that that so that company is out with with teams like the Cardinals, with uh, with, with with other MLB teams. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you have the in-stadium in experience where we have companies uh, like our past cohort company, Satisfy, that is essentially uh, Siri for inside the venue. Mm-hmm. So if, if Siri or, 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 uh, or Google helps you get to the stadium, to, you know, helps you get there, how do you find out things inside the stadium? So you have, you have companies like Satisfy that are working with, with venues and teams to, to provide them with that uh, artificial intelligence inside the venue. It's 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 amazing to see how sports have evolved, right? Uh, we you know we're coming out of a couple of decades uh, of the drug scandal and performance enhancing drugs, but now it seems like those drugs and illicit activities are being replaced by technology. Like people are able to actually improve their their performance not through drugs but through improved technology, improved technology, and I'll call it d- data. You know, data is it's always the, the word. And I think if you talk to most people out there, whether it's on the on field performance or the fan engagement side. They'd say that there is more data there than they know what to do with right now, and the next few years really is the are the years of, of figuring out what do you do with the data. Well, what, what do you, you have so much data in terms of how players hit, run, where they react to the ball, what their what their muscles muscles are like. So, what do you do with that, and how do you actually use that to make your business or your team perform better? Does that mean the back of baseball cards are going to need to be a lot larger? <laughs> like you know, they used to have simple line, you know, or the or the uh, the, the box score. In, uh, in, the, in the paper have to be a lot larger. There's so much more that we're able to look at and analyze. Oh, I think you're going to be able to zoom over with your phone. And you're going to get all. You're going to get. You're going to get the, the players down to their down to their youth uh, level uh, data probably probably pretty soon. Where do these ideas come from? Are these companies uh, being founded in St. Louis? I know Stadia brings them to St. Louis, but is there a part of the country where a lot of these sports startups are coming from? International. I know you've had uh, from around the world, but where are these people coming from who are starting these sports innovations? So they really are coming from all over the place. Yeah, we it is we are international. We have over like over fifteen, close to twenty countries represented in our application process. The majority come from the U.S. I mean, the investment market in the U.S. definitely is more is supportive of of, of entrepreneurs, uh, but they are from all over the country. Uh, they do come to St. Louis for a reason. Because we, you know, we we've set up a hub here uh, that for, for, so industry executives, investors from all over the country come to look. At, at these uh, these companies, and it's it's really a testament to the to the community within St. Louis and here. Like we're at, we're at the at 4240 building. This is really a hub of entrepreneurial activity within St. Louis. The same way that Stadia is a hub. Uh, of entrepreneurial activity uh, for sports within the country. And the teams here, just like we're talking about Ameren Mm -hmm. most of the show, about how they're investing in energy-related startups with this new accelerator program. Other companies are represented here at Cortex, too. Others are involved with uh, some of the Yield Lab and 630 and the investments in, in their industries. 
and with Stadia Ventures, the Cardinals and the Blues have both been helpful, right? Oh, yes. The, 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 the whole sports industry here, the Cards, the Blues, uh, the universities here, uh, the, the, the whole infrastructure has been very, very supportive. And, and look, the, these accelerator programs here, they require a lot of volunteer work. I mean, you, a, a lot of the mentoring and, and, and advisory is not on a paid basis. It's people that want to support the community, support what's going on, and Stadia is no different. We rely very heavily on a lot of, of, of key executives, key people within the sports industry and the investment community here to help us out, mostly because they, they, they want to see uh, St. Louis thrive in, in, this, in this environment. Speaking of volunteers, I had a chance to serve as one of the judges for this, uh, the last pitch day. How many people were in that room? I mean, you, you had 60, 70 people there? Uh, we had over 90 wow. there, Travis. I, I tell people that we, we, have, we have Shark Tank, but with about 90 sharks <laughs> and uh, coming in from all over the country uh, to give us their advice. And it's really helpful when we have somebody that's the marketing director for the Tampa Bay Lightning versus a technical person from R&D from Sony Japan uh, versus somebody from MLB Advanced Media uh, on the on the social uh, media and social digital side. So regardless of what the topic is that comes up from a startup, we have a pretty educated opinion in the room that's helping us judge that application. What are those executives from an executive from Under Armour? What are their reactions when they come to St. Louis and they see what's going on here? Does it match with what their perception might have been before they came here for this? Uh, I would say to a person, man and woman, they are all blown away. Uh, I, I, and I don't use that lightly. They all uh, have very, I wouldn't say low expectations, but they have very, very minimal expectations coming here. And then when they see the environment, when they see the support of the community, when they see places like, like uh, the, the Cortex area, we take them on a tour and, 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 and show them uh, what the innovation community here is like. They, they are all, the, the, the very common response is, I had, I had no idea. I had no idea this was, was happening in St. Louis. And then the, the uh, I mean, we're like, a, we're like a retailer in that uh, we judge in, in that we get a lot of repeat business, is that I think it's, it's a testament to St. Louis and the community that we get people coming back for multiple events after they've come to the first one. Well, I hope the uh, folks at the Convention and Visitors Commission are uh, helping support all the tourism that you're bringing in into this region. Uh, what you guys are located here? You uh, opened up an office in the forty-two forty building. Um, how is that helping, you know, advance the mission of what you're wanting to accomplish? Well, I, I think that you know the old saying: it, it, it takes a village. You know, we're a startup as well, and and just like a, a lot of the entrepreneurs here, it really does take that community support, and that's the one thing that uh, that Cortex at forty-two forty building, uh, you know, especially with the Venture Cafe here, it, it really helps build a, a center hub. And and just in going going to grab a grab a cup of coffee, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll we'll, we'll bump into somebody that that uh, where, where a, a meeting will take place, a call will take place, a relationship builds, and uh, it, it's it, it happens all the time. It happens every day, and I think that's the the, the reason that you're in a building like like at forty two forty. And as people drive, maybe they're driving right now to. Bush Stadium or downtown at least for the opening day festivities. Drive by on 6440, look to the left and see the at symbol on top of this building and the cranes in this area. And how would you um, describe to somebody who might be used to working 
in a office campus isolated kind of environment where they're surrounded by their own company and their own uh, you know culture and that sort of thing why is it useful to be in a district like cortex where you're shoulder to shoulder with somebody who might be competing with you well I worked in the corporate life for for many years and there you're really focused on what's happening inside your four walls and you don't get out very very often you're, you're very you're very insular and I think that you know innovation and entrepreneurship is all about is all about offense about seeing what's what's out there you have nothing to defend you're really being offensive in terms of growing and you know the sports analogy is you're throwing deep right we're, we're trying to throw the ball downfield and so you need to be out there to see what else is going on you 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 know that you 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 can you're not doing it all on, on your own you're, it's not what you have been doing it's what you think you can be doing and with that you need to have these the, 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 these types of, of of meetings with with new people it's all about expanding the network and that that's what what uh, I think the cortex is all about. What at, at forty two forty is about. I've been in different environments where you you spend more time insular, and this is all about being at, getting getting outside. Well, Art, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, this was this is the show. This is good today. This is a lot of fun this weekend. Well, it's always nice coming to these centers of innovation and checking it out. And you could literally just walk down the hallway and find interview subjects for an entire show. So Art Chu from Stadia Ventures, thank you. Thanks, guys. And uh, go Cardinals. Absolutely. And uh, the opening day coverage continues after the news at the top of the hour next. Thank you for joining us for our uh, weekly show about innovation. Nothing impossible. Check out the podcast and we'll see you next week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.